The Seder Mesechtas from Mishnayis is the order of the Mesechtas as they appear in the Mishnayis are as free kumt Mesechta Peya Udmai. First comes Mesechta Peya and then followed by Dmai and the Noch and only after that comes Mesechta Kloim, the Mesechta that deals with mixing together different plants in the same uh, agricultural site. Is the Rambam Mazbid and Tam Fundam Seder? The Rambam explains the order of this, uh, why the order was in the Mishnah says Peya and then, and only then Klayim. The Seder Achar Peya Mesechta Demai. The order is that after Peya comes Demai, Ba'achar Demai Klayim. After Demai comes Klayim. Shikach Sidim Akosa, because that's the way the order of the Psukim are. The Seder Kedoshim to you in our Parashik Kedoshim. It starts Leitzachala Pa'as Sotcha. Do not destroy, meaning do not reap the corner of the field. That's peya, the mitzvah of peya, to leave the corner for the poor people. The achrav, and only then it says, that you shouldn't plant your field an, a mixture of different types of plants. So that's why the Mishnais were also set up first as Mesechta peya and then kalayim. Why is it that they put in Mesechta Demai in the middle between Peya and Kalayim? Is the Rambam is that Masvir is the way the Rambam explains it there. Vesider Achar Peya Mesechta Demai. Vesider Achar Peya Mesechta Demai. He arranged that after Peya should come Demai. The reason is Vishul Sheyeshbei Laaniim Schusbei. Because in Demai there is also a certain um, advantage for the for the poor people. just like they have in Peya. So Peya deals with gifts to the poor. Demai also there is a certain advantage in regards to the laws of Demai. Demai means um, produce which you don't know for sure whether the person that sold it to you or gave it to you took Meiser. So out of a suffolk, because you're in doubt whether Meiser was taken, you're not allowed to eat it until you take Meiser. However, you are allowed to feed it to the poor without taking Meiser. So that is an advantage that the poor have in the laws of Demai as well, and that's why it follows Peya before it goes on to Kilayan. That's how the Rambam explains it. Al so based on this, is in Rambam, in Sefer Yad HaZaka. We have to ask the question about the Rambam, where in his Sefer Yad HaZaka, he said, Mishnah Torah In Yad HaZaka, he puts Kalayim before Peya. The laws of Peya, there is no Hilchas Peya. There is Halachas of Matnas Aniyim, the gifts to the poor, of which Peya is the very first one in that, in those Halachas. So he puts Kalayim before Matnas Aniyim. In other words, Kalayim before Peya. Heipach von Zeyaseder Mishnah, the opposite of the order that it appears in the Mishnah. And according to the way the Rambam himself explains it, the opposite of how the Psukim appear. In the Psukim, Peya comes first and then comes Kalayim. That's why the Mishnah organized it in that way as well as the Rambam explained. But the Rambam himself explains it the opposite way. For, uh, I mean, orders it in the opposite way. First he does Kalayim and then he does Matnasaniim, which begins with Peya. So we have to wonder, we have to understand why the Rambam does it the opposite. The Radvaz explains it two different reasons why the Rambam does it the other way. Number one, the Rambam stolt Hilchus Klein Friya Defar, that he puts Klein first because because Kalayim comes immediately after the previous Sefer, which is uh, which the last halachas uh, of the previous Sefer is Hilchas Erechin Acharamim, which means, in a general sense, what that means is certain types of hektish when a person consecrates things for the favor of the Beis Hamikdash. So, what does it say over there? In Anayvs Funim Letzten Peirik, at the beginning of the last chapter of Hilchas Erechin Acharamim, Shreipt the Ramam, the Ramam writes, B'chamisha Asa Ba'adar. On the 15th of other Bezdin, Nifnin, the Bezdin becomes busy with. They turn their attention to Lachapes, Olivdaik, Al Tsarach Etzibur, 
to research and to uh, check into things which are of benefit to the community. They also look into whether everybody paid up their pledges to Hektish, etc. So that's what it says in the beginning of the last chapter of Hilchas Erchen was the Mokav from that halacha is the Mishnah Bereish Vesech Tashkolim, that this, mission, this, this halacha that he mentions there is br- taken directly from the Mishnah at the beginning of Vesech Tashkolim, where it says in the Mishnah, that in the 15th of Av, uh, sorry, of Adar, and they do also, they turn their attention to, they, you know, collecting the Shkolim and also are doing other things which are necessary for the community. When the mission is the Nachmasayim, and then concludes there by saying, and they also go out to inspect the fields to make sure that people did not plant in a way that it's a mixture of different plants which is prohibited. And if they do find one that it is a field that is that way, they will warn the owner. They will, uh, you know, take measures to make sure that it gets taken care of. So at the end of discussing that they go out to deal with things necessary for the public, he concludes with that Kilayim was also inspected at that time. As Tezvav other that on the 15th of other the messengers from the Bezdin went out, the agents of the Bezdin went out to the community, to uproot any mixture of plants that were planted in a way that is against Halacha. That's why the Rambam puts Kilayim right after Erchen Choramin. Because in the Rambam it doesn't mention anything in Erchen Choramin about Kilayim. But in the Mishnah from which he takes the, uh, I, the, the concept that the agents of the Bezdin went out to inspect all kinds of uh, community needs, in the Mishnah which talks about that, it talks about the Kilayim, that they went out also to inspect for Kilayim. So therefore, since the source of his hal- hal- the last halachas, or the, the last chapter, the first halacha of the last chapter of Hilchas, Erechen Acharamim, the source of that in the Mishnah also talks about Kilayim, that's why the Rambam follows up the laws of Hilchas Erchen Acharamim with the laws of Kilayim. That's how the Radvaz explains, gives one explanation of why the Rambam puts Kilayim right after Hilchas Erchen Acharamim and only then gets to Hilchas Matnas Aniyim, which is Payim. Another explanation he gives, Kilayim is an zich, kol Kilayim. The laws of Kilayim include not just a mixture of different plants, but there are all manner of different prohibited mixtures that the Torah prohibits. And the Rambam includes them in Hilchas Kilayim. For instance, Kilayi Lonis, the mixture of trees, Kilayi Zroim or other plants, Kilayi Akerem in the, uh, the type of mixture of uh, vineyard with wheat and so on. Then there is Harbaz Behema that you're not allowed to crossbreed animals. Kilai Begonim, what we call shatnas, the mixture of different types of, uh, of wool and linen in clothing. Kilai Avedis Behema, the fact that you're, the Allah, that you're not allowed to do any work with two different types of animals, let's say to pull your wagon. You have to have the same an- type of animals, not different types of animals. So there is a di- a many different types of kilayim which are included in Hilchas kilayim. And the way of the Rambam always is that he opens the discussion with the more general principles like let's say the laws of kilayim which have so many different the, the idea of kilayim, a mixture has so many different expressions different ways in which the Torah prohibits mixtures. So therefore he starts with the halacha, which includes many different halachas. So he starts with kilayim. And only then, uh, <clears throat> that as a general principle, therefore kilayim comes before, before which is only a specific type of a halacha, and that's why it puts kilayim before peyim. So that's how the Radvazik gives the second explanation of why the Ramam reverses the order 
from the way it is in the Pasuk and in the Mishnah. Base. But it needs a lot of study. This, these answers need a lot of uh, thinking. In Beda Terutzim, in regards to both of the answers of the Radvaz. As far as the first answer, the Eshter Teretz, as Hilchas Klein Kum Behemshotzim Onei from Letzten Perik, that that the Rambam placed Kilayim because at the beginning of the last chapter, the very first halacha of the last chapter of Hilchas Erech Necharamim. Uh, the discussion of the, what happened on the 15th of Adar is noisa from them so that's the answer so we have to ask about that because noisa of them it's difficult to say that the Rambam puts uh, puts Kilayim uh, after Hilchus Erchen because the Rambam himself does not mention anything about that the, the agents of the Bezin would go out for to check on the Kalayim in Hilchas Erech and Haramim. The Mishnah from which he takes the, the idea that the agents of the Bezin went out to check on communal things, that Mishnah talks about Kalayim. So it's difficult to say that because the Mishnah which he references in the beginning of the last chapter of Hilchas Erech and Haramim, talks about Kilayim, therefore he puts Kilayim as the next uh, ser- series of halachas, even though he didn't mention anything about Kilayim. So that in itself is difficult to say. But in addition to that, we have to understand also, as Nish Muvan, in Soifun Letzten Pedek Ven Hilchas Ernacharamim, because at the end of that last chapter of Hilchas Ernacharamim, Retarum the Rambam v'yezdav zayin the seder mefazer zayin momenlan inyonik dusha hekdeshes. The Rambam there discusses that it's incumbent upon a person that he should give a lot of money to tzedaka, uh, up uh, you know up to twenty percent, a fifth, up to a fifth. So he talks about the idea of giving charity or giving hekdesh for for holy things. As chalches is a mitzvah asroilu adam lahanigatzim edvaramelu. That even though it's a mitzvah, that a person should accustom himself to giving generously. Still, if he didn't, so there's no law that says that a person must give hektish. He says it's not a law that you have to, but it is an idea that a person should accustom himself to doing it. And then he goes on to say, a person should not give all of his assets to charity or to hektish. You should give, he shouldn't give more than a fifth or 20% of his holdings to charity. So he talks about the idea at the end of Hilchas Erechen Charamim, he talks about giving charity and what is the right way to give charity and so on. So based on this is Adarabah. It would seem to the contrary. If the Rambam is, is looking for what is the right set of halachas to put after following Hilchas Erechenacharamim, it would be more logical to say that after Hilchas Erechenacharamim, which conclude with the halachas relating to how much money should a person give to charity, would make more sense that the next set of halachas should be the laws of the gifts to the poor, the laws of charity. Which the first one is the laws of payah. Especially that it brings there somebody that said the uh, certain you know uh, objects that he has should be cheirem which cheirem is an expression which usually went to the Beis HaMikdash um, but now what about in today's day and age where there is no Beis HaMikdash so it should go he gives it to the Kayanim he gives it as a gift to the Kayanim so that's what, what he talks about towards the end of Hilchus um, which is also something similar to the idea of giving it to giving gifts to the poor so even in he talks about the concept of giving to the Kainim to the poor since the Kainim did not have their own 
property in Esisro, and therefore Hashem gave them the gifts to the Kayanim, that's how they support themselves. And one of those gifts to the Kayanim is the laws of Haramim, if somebody said Chayrim, and therefore the Rambam even includes that towards the end of Hilchas Erech and the Haram. So that is even more, not just is he talking about the idea of giving charity in general, but he even applies it to the laws of Erech and Haramim. So it would make more sense, it would be logical that what should follow the laws of Hilchas Erech and Haramim, more laws about giving gifts to the poor. Unnisht Hilchas Kalayim, as opposed to, and it would not make as much sense that he should say, well, let's follow it up with Hilchas Kalayim. Why did he want to say Hilchas Kalayim? Because at the beginning of the last chapter of Hilchas Kalayim, the Mishnah references the idea of going to Kalayim. Because why would it that not be the logical next set of halachas? Because Hayyis Allah number one they come and behemshach bloisim oneib from letzten peirik from hilchas erich and acharamim. Because where is this reference to the agents of the bezdin going out to check out the kalayim? And not even in the Rambam, but in the Mishnah, which from which his halacha comes, it's at the beginning of the last chapter. Whereas at the last, the end of the last chapter. He talks about the gifts to the poor, both to the Kayanim and to the poor in general. That's number one. Number two, the Shaykhus is an Azaitigazach because the connection between Hilchas Erechen and Haramim and Kilayim is in a very incidental thing. The fact that the agents of the Bezdin went out to check out about Hektish, they went out to check out about Kilayim. The two are unrelated items, other than the fact that the, the agents of the Bezdin also checked on Kilayim as well. But in essence, they're unrelated. Nisht in etzem teichna inyan, they are not related in their concept. Whereas when you go to the end of Hilchas Erech and Acharamim, when Hilchas Matnas Aniyim, they are linked in their concept. They're both talking about gifts to the poor. That seems to be a much more logical continuum that you should go from Hilchas Erech and Nacharam, we just talked about gifts to the poor, to the laws of gifts to the poor, which would start with Peah. So that's a question on the first answer of the Radvaz. Now, when the regards to the second answer of the Radvaz, the Tzvete Teretz, as Kelayim Habim, the Adin Kinim, Zaynik Adavar HaKoyl Kamen Minim, the Advas says that Kilayim, since it has so many details, it's considered to be a general principle, and therefore that's how the Rambam begins, with general principles. That would be a good answer. If Hilchas Peya, the Rambam had a, uh, a section in his Sefer, which was called Hilchas Peya, so Hilchas Peya is a very specific halacha, and in comparison to Hilchas Kelayim, Hilchas Kelayim should come first. That would make sense. Uh, yeah. In Rambam Aber, however, how does the Rambam present Hilchas Peyah? The Rambam doesn't make a halacha called Hilchas Peyah. He makes the halacha which is a very general principle, which is called Hilchas Matnas Aniyim, the laws of gifts to the poor. Which, of course, the first one is Hilchas Peyah. Which in that, that set of halachas is also a very general principle kind of halacha, because it includes all kinds of gifts to the poor, including Peyah and Leket and Shikha, Maiser Oni, Tzdaka. So it has a whole bunch of different types of Matnas Aniyim. So that, that set of halachas is also a general principle kind of halacha. Is the Chadar Kushal Duchta? So the question comes back. Why doesn't he first put the laws of Matnasanim, which is also a general principle, at the beginning of which would be Hilchas Peya? And then he could go on to Hilchas Kalayim, which is another general principle, Halacha. And if he did that, then it would be in the same order that the Pasuk wrote it, in the same order as the Mishnah wrote it. So the answer, the Radvaz, really needs further study. It doesn't seem to answer the question properly. 
So we're back to the question of why the Rambam puts Hilchas Kalayim before Hilchas Peyah rather than the way the Pasuk does it in the, other, in the opposite uh, order. Gimel, Vyashloimer. So perhaps we can answer. As the Seder and Rambam Seifaz Roim is Leit and Seder from Zman Chiyuvam. That the Rambam sets up the next Seifa, the Seifaz Roim, which talks about agriculture. He sets it up in the order of which it happens in, re, in reality, in real life. He starts with Hilchus Kalayim. The Halachas was These are laws about how to plant your field. That's how everything starts. How do you plant? Where do you place the plants in your field? And of course, because he's already talking about how to plant your field, so he already includes all manner of Halachas which talk about not bringing together two different types of. Uh, different things like different animals, different uh, cloth, different uh, threads, and so on. Then he continues in in the Seifas Royim. Then he goes on to talk about halachas uh, which pertain to the reaping, the harvesting of those plants which you planted. Hilchas Peya, which are the laws of Peya, on the Ander Matnasinim, as well as the other gifts to the poor. Because Hilchas Peya is how not to reap the edge of your field. And then he goes on to talk about all the other gifts to the poor, because that's included in the laws of gifts to the poor. So he talks already about the different gifts to the poor, Meiser and Stocker and so on. Then he goes on in, in the book of Zroim. To, to teach the laws which are other gifts that have to be given from the, the uh, produce that you harvested, which are Hilchas Trumas, then goes Meiser, then goes Meiser Sheni, then goes Netaravai. These are all things that have to be given from the produce after you have completed your harvesting process and it's now ready to be used. Now goes Trumas, Meiser, and so on. We'll be quoted. And some softener is Hilchas Shmita Beyevul. Then the last thing uh, that appears is the laws of Shmita Beyevul. Vas Kumen Noch Sheishonim Tizra, because that comes at the end of six years of having worked your field. So that is, that is certainly at the end of the whole process. Nor Eimolenzim Fufzigyor that comes up only once in seven years or even once in fifty years for Yevul. So therefore, that's the order in which he structures the book of Zroin. Makes sense. So we now have the answer for why the Rambam puts Hilchas Kalayim before Hilchas Peya, even though the Psukim have it differently, because the whole flow of, of the book of Zroyim goes with a, a, let's say, chronological order. It goes in chronological order of how these things happen in reality. And therefore, Kalayim is the first thing. How do I plant my field? Dalit. Abir glater al Another explanation which fits and flows better when you look at it from the inner dimension of Torah. Yeshleimer, we can give the the following explanation. Behegdem abir in them was the Mishnah Anal in Hanif Meshkolim Zakt by first explaining why that Mishnah which we referenced referenced earlier, which is at the beginning of the Mesech Tshkolim. Zak that says over there, as be'echad ba'adar mashmiyam alashkolam alaklayim. On the first of other, they would announce, they would put out uh, announcements about shkolim that everybody should remember to bring their half shekels, and also kilayim that people should remember that the laws of planting, how they should plant their fields. Now that's how the order. That's the order in the Mishnah. Seder and Torah is dach batachos And since everything in Torah, even the order of which things appear, are very specific, is nishmuvan. So we have to understand about this order too. Why does the announcement of shkolim come before the announcement for kolayim? You would think that it should be the other way around. Kilayim is dochan isur if yederun and isur tmidi. Kilayim is is pertains to every single Jew. No one is allowed to plant men, women. No one is allowed to plant in the wrong way. Oh, na isur tmidi, and it's something which is always pertains to all times. Yeder id vos veis nishdem din is all yeder rega evazainaf afun lav. 
from which means to say that anyone that is unaware of the laws, he didn't, he, they didn't make the announcement, so he didn't know, could at any time be either violate the laws of Kilaim if he plants or she plants their, the garden in the wrong way. Nochmer, even more, it's possible to violate the laws of Kilaim even if you don't actively do anything. For instance, Yosha Bottle, somebody sits back and does nothing. And then the planting that he did grew another two hundredth of its growth. That's, that's a half a percent growth. He planted it wrongly because he didn't know. Now he left it. He found out that you're not supposed to do it that way. And he left it to grow another half a percent. He violates then. Is there over of the love of Kilaim? Even that way, he's over on the love of Kilaim because he didn't uproot it when he was should have uprooted it as soon as he found out. And in fact, the, uh, even uprooting it at that point, if you do uproot it, all it does is saves you that from now on you won't be violating. But the fact that you did it previously, it doesn't uproot the previous violation of the laws of Kilaim. But it doesn't fix the past of the love. In other words, that Hilchus Kalayim is something which is critical. It's immediate. It applies to everybody and applies at all times. And it's so easy to violate. But when you come to the laws of Shkolim, first of all, it's not as serious a violation if you don't give the Shkolim as the seriousness of Kilayim. But in addition to that is Noshim Bukhulus and Nishmachuyim in them. It doesn't apply to women. Women don't have to give a machza shekel. When Oyhdival Khazani Machuyim in them, and even those who do have to give it, can and geb nishkolim oich nachrishkhidish nisan. Even though they're announcing on Rishkhidish other so that you'll you'll uh, get it in before the deadline which is Rishkhidish Nisan. So you're supposed to give it before Rishkhidish Nisan, but you can also give it after Rishchidosh Nisan. Because when they, what do they do with these half shekels? They use it for the carbonus for the new season. The new season begins in Rishchidosh Nisan. So make sure that you have your machzah shekel in before then, so that the new carbonus which are given, the public carbonus that are given daily, that are brought daily in the Beis like the carbon tamid, or the carbon musif on Shabbos and Rishchidosh and Yom Tov and so on, all these karbanas come from the public trust. Where does the public trust get money? From the half shekels. So you, every individual Jew, wants to be part of the karbanas, and therefore he should give his shkolim before Rishchidosh Nisan. But, because that's when the new season begins, and they use the karbanas from Rishchidosh Nisan, from the new collection, not from the old collection, from last year. So there, but the halacha is that when they took money from the uh, from the new collection to buy new carbonus, they would say that it also includes anyone that hasn't yet dropped off his machzah shekel. So that even if you haven't dropped off your machzah shekel by Rishchidosh Nisan and you gave it later in the month, you're still included in the carbonus. And the Rebbe notes even more, even somebody that doesn't, uh, that uh, didn't give Machzah Shekel, is also included in the Karbonus Sibur, in the public Karbonus, as is brought out in uh, Rashi and so on, in different commentaries, that even somebody who doesn't give is still included. So in other words, Kilayim is something which is so immediate and critical. Shkolim is something which, even if he delayed, even if he never did it at all, it doesn't seem to rise to the importance of Kilayim. And therefore, for that reason, when they made their announcements, they should have announced about Kilayim before they announced about Shkolim. So why does the Mishnah say that they announced about the Shkolim and then about Kilayim? it would seem that it should be the other way around. Hey, the beer bazaar. So the explanation of this, at least I'll be pnimis yonim, as they appear, as they are understood from the inner dimension of Torah. The Ramban is Mazbir. The Ramban explains the Tam von Iser Kelayim. 
he explained why does the Torah prohibit mixing together different types of plants. He says the reason is because when you mix things together, you change the laws of nature. The Hashem implanted a certain order into nature. Um, there should be grass. Then there should be trees. And that the, the fruit that the tree gives out should be the fruit of its kind. In other words, that every tree should give its type of fruit. Specifically that way. It should, there should be grass and then there should be trees. That the nature, nature the, the way that Hashem created nature is that everything has its defined place. Well, that is there by the under Minaklaim, and the same also true for the, the other kinds of Kilaim. The animals, each animal grouping should be t- uh, on its own, they shouldn't be interbreeded, they shouldn't be working together, they should be each be do- doing things along with its own species, and so on. The Tam from the Rachra, so th- that's how the Ramban explains the idea of Kilayim, that the Torah wants that the nature should remain, each species should remain on its own, the way Hashem intended for nature to be. And when, let's say, you graft two different fruits into each other, so then each tree is not producing its species. It's producing a mixture of different species. And the Torah doesn't want that. The Tam from the Rachra, now, what is the reason that they would announce that the people should for, uh, not forget to bring the shkolim? And this was done at the beginning of Adar. The reason is the carbonus tzibur from yada yar dafin gebrachtver and dafke from the shkolim from dem yar. The carbonus that have to be brought for the new year, for this year have to be brought from the half shekels that the yidden gave for that year. That's where they take the money for the carbonus of this year. The tarnish nutzen the shkolim from ein yar. From and you're not allowed to use the shkolim from the previous year, which in this case previous starts from Rosh Nisan. The new year begins Rosh Nisan. You're not allowed to use the money from previous, from the from last year before Rosh Nisan for the new carbonus that are going to be brought after Rosh Nisan for the new year. In other words, the concept is the same. You don't mix together two years. You don't bring carbonus from this year, from last year's money. When the far is memachis ba'alav ba'adah, that's why they would announce on Rosh Chodesh that people should remember to bring their shkolim. You have the next month to bring your shkolim for the carbonus for next year, for after Rosh Chodesh so in other words, they're similar ideas, not mixing together two different things which are meant to kept, be kept separate. Since we know the rule, that Hashem looked into the Torah, and based on the Torah's blueprint, that's how He created the world. So we understand, as yed zach, that everything that we find in the world, everything that takes place in the world, not only is it a reflection of what is in the Torah, or in another way of saying that is, that everything in the world somehow reflects back to the Avaid of Yidin, because that's what Torah is. Torah is where, how the Yidin do their work in this world. Nor Nochmer, but it's even more than that. Freer is Dos Alpi in Torah. First, it appears in Torah. Torah sets the, the tone of how things should be done. And only from there does it evolve into the reality of the world. So we sometimes think of it as, as when you see something in the world, oh, there is, this relates to a certain thing in Torah, as if the Torah is based on what happens in the world. But it's really the opposite. That the way Hashem wrote the Torah he had a vision of, which is called the Torah, and he built the world based on that vision. So everything that appears in Torah, or otherwise in the Avedah of Ayid, evolves, and that's how the Abishta built the world as well. He built it based on that plan, based on the Torah plan. So everything originates in the Torah, and then becomes a reality in the world as well. 
Undos is the Hezbe Favos, and that's the explanation why Mizmagdim da Achrozala Shkolim, Fad Achrozala Klaim. Why they would announce first about Shkolim, and then they would announce about Klaim. Kedei as the Hanogas Oilam Zulzain Kedeboi. Because the idea was, in order for the way the world con- runs, Kilayim relates to the way the world runs. In order for that to happen properly, as Zulzain Lemineu Dafke, that it should be each species in their own grouping, nish kelayim, and not a mixture of different species, is as dordembos friyad, this can only happen because first, it starts with, in the Torah. It starts in the way we, we do things in the Torah, the way the Torah sets the tone. Ba'avoyda fin yidin, and the avoyda v'yid, is m'shoyl de ma'arav zayin zachan, v'zdafin zayin b'zundalumin When a yid in their avoyda, when the Torah in its plan eliminates the idea that there should be things which don't belong together, that they should, uh, they should remain separate, when it happens there, then you can also expect that it will happen in the reality of the world as well. When the far and therefore is Bezdin Vasinyonim is Torah The Bezdin, which primarily, what are they? They're the teachers of Torah and the, 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 the ones that make decisions of what the Torah expects. First they announced and they gave the guidance for the Shkolin. That because of this, by that pronouncement, what they accomplished was, they made sure that the Shkolin which are needed for the Karbonus, which is literally Avaida, that's what's called Avaida, is all genutzt werden in the Mrichtigen's man, that each year's Shkolin should be used in the proper way. That you don't you mix shkolim from this year for the korbanos of next year. That you shouldn't mix the shkolim from this year or last year into this year's and so on. So that is setting the tone correct, right, the way things happen in the Beis Hamikdash, in the Avaida Ve'yid, in the Torah. That's how. That's where it begins. Making sure that no mixture happens there. What this means in, in a more, in a deeper sense, what this means is, Bezdin is dan machris, umam magala, that the Bezdin announces, which means they draw down, they bring down this concept, and they reveal to us the what? The They're bringing down for us all of those things that we need in order to be able to serve Hashem properly. For the coming year. Because the Karbonus, of course, is one of the mainstays, that is the, a central Avaida in the base of Migdash. And when you talk about Avaida, service of the base of Migdash, it's a reference to Karbonus. So the Bezdin is the one that they give us that Koyach, they give us the inspiration. To be able to do that Avaida. And we have to use these spiritual powers that they give to us fully. In the Avaida You have to use everything that they give you, everything that you have in order to perform Avaida. You have to use it in the correct year, in the proper year for which it was given. As Tarnizan can bilbul the Eruv's manim, you're not allowed to cr- have a crossover from one period into another period. The avoided the kaychas that you were given and doled out for this year should not be crossed over into the next year. Zmanim and the say the avoided you shouldn't mix together from the times of one year from one year to the other. So that's what they start with. They pronounce about the shkolim. Make sure that in Avaida, in the Beis Hamikdash, and so on, everything has its proper place, and you don't mix together things in the in the areas of holiness from one year to the other. Only from that now comes and evolves that it will also happen in the reality of the world, in the agricultural world. So therefore, when you look at the world, which is how to plant, how to work with your animals, how to breed your animals, how to uh, weave your clothing, 
those are not things which are in the area of holiness, those are things of, in the area of the world. So it starts with, make sure that there's no mixture in the areas of holiness, in the Beis Amigdash, in the Karbanas, in the Shkolim. And it evolves from that, will also come, that it will impact the world, the ordinary world, the regular world, that there too, there will not be a mixture from one species into the other. Zion. Based on this, we'll also understand that we find two time periods in regards to Kilayim. What are they? They would make the announcement, make sure that you play, that you make sure how to plant your field, you're not allowed to mix together two things. They made the announcement. On the Tezva of other, then on the 15th of other, Yoitzim Afalaklaim, they would also go out to check and examine and uproot any plantings that were done in an inappropriate way. Now on Rishchidish other, they would announce about the Shkolim. That was only sort of preparing you, you know, you got to get ready and uh, make sure you have a place where to get it, and so on. Bekoyach, which means you have now the potential, the, the, uh, you're there, you're getting ready to do it, but it's not happening yet. And therefore, just as, as we said, that Kalayim comes from when you correct it in the Shkolim, then it also corrects it for Kilayim. So by the Shkolim, it was only an announcement about the Shkolim. It's not happening yet. So therefore, the announcement of Kilayim also was only an announcement that it, Bekoyach, you know what you need to do. Now, when it comes to the 15th of Adar, then when in the month of Adar, the moon is at its full zenith, at its biggest at its full power not like on Rishchidosh which is the first day of other when the Levana state when the moon is not even seen on Rishchidosh you can barely see it it's, uh, it's just a sliver and it's not at its full power so on the 15th of other at the, at the height of the month at the most powerful time of the month, the 15th day of the month, when the moon is full, that's when you start actually preparing to give the Shkolim. That on the 15th, they would already set up the uh, money handlers, uh, traders, uh, coin traders, and so on, would set up their tables, their kiosks, to uh, assist people with actually buying a half shekel, and the selling half shkolim and so on, they would actually start the practical donation of shkolim. That happened on the 15th of Adar. When the fun vet nishtal and that's how it evolves also into what happens in the world, in the real world, in other words, in the agricultural world, or in the, the natural world. As b'chamisha asar, that on the 15th of Adar is bezdin zechnish v'stapek midarach rozaf and alab Adar. The bezdin said, it's not about an announcement anymore. That we, that we did back in Rishchidosh uh, what did they do now they went out and they sent out messengers and they started checking out the fields and uh, inspecting the fields and doing what is necessary to uproot a field if it, ne- it was necessary they actually fixed any kalayim that was there in the, in, the, in the real world so in other words because the shkolim were already being donated to make sure that there would be no mixture of one year to the other that's why Kilayim was actually being fixed as well. And that's the reason why on the 15th of other the Bezdin now uh, turned their attention to inspect and check out all the needs of the community and the matters of hectish if everybody paid up whatever they owe. Why is that? Just like on the 15th of Adar. That's when they actually began to collect the Shkolim and make sure that it was actually happening in, re- in real life. 
to leave the kabbanis and kumadig in yar for the per, for the needs of the kabbanis of the coming year. Was dorit bavarin, does bavarin canal, and the kaychas was megitz leave them avayda, their avayda for never stimt in yar. That the uh, the energies and whatever uh, the uh, resources that were given for the karbanas of one year for the avayda of one year, so lois ganitzver and dafkin demir should be used only for that year. And not to mix them to allow them to flow into the next year. Just as they were making sure that that should happen, so they also, of course, turned their attention to all the needs of the community, and different matters of hektish. As the that whatever needs to be done from this year all the resources that we had and this is all kinds of spiritual resources that the Bezdin was given and that Klal Yisrael was given to deal with situations so like if somebody made uh, a donation to Hektish not a donation, he made a pledge that he's going to give a donation to Hektish so that is something that has to be done during the year in which he made the pledge and not to use resources from next year to pay last year's pledge so therefore, they began. They already looked into all matters of what needs fixing, so that they could use the resources from the correct year to deal with the matters of that year. Ches, kishem v'yas tarnizayin der iruv in the bechinus von oylam kelayim for tzvei minim. Just like we have this idea that there shouldn't be a mixing together of two different categories. In the, in the matters of the world, which we described as Kelayim, that pertains to the world. And Shana, as well, we described it in time, that you're not allowed to mix things from different time periods into the same, into the different time periods, which is Shkolim. That was expressed in the idea of Shkolim, which is Mishana, Loshana, from one year to the other. So also, there shouldn't be any mixture in the third of these of that triumvirate, which is Oilam Shana Nefesh, time, space, and uh, space, time, and people, humankind. So, how is it expressed in humankind that there shouldn't be a mixture? Each person was allotted a certain amount of resources. And this is your responsibility, that you're the one that has to take care of them, and you have to elevate them, and you have to bring them to their source in Kedusha. And your area of responsibility should not be mixed up with somebody else's area of responsibility. You should take care of your area of responsibility. The other person should take care of his area of responsibility. And that also explains from the inner dimension this halacha. The, the halacha that the Rambam uses to conclude the laws of Hilchas Erechen Charamim, which is a person should never. Uh, consecrate all of his holdings. You know, I'm going to give everything to charity. You shouldn't do that. As it says, that a person should give of what belongs to him and not everything that belongs to him. Somebody who wants to spend freely on mitzvahs should not spend freely more than 20%. That's what's called spending freely, 20%. So this halacha ties in with that same concept that Aida Visna, Aida has to know. As the Nechosim, Mumamim, Vasarhata, the assets and the money that he has. Zainanim, Gegebim, Givorim. These were given to him from the Mebish. They were given to him from Hashem. And for the Tsunutsun, Zaymit, Abashtimtun, say that they were given to him with a certain purpose, to be used in a certain order, in a certain way. With a certain plan, there is that that part of his assets which were given to him, not for keeping it for himself, but only as a trust 
they were entrusted to him not for the purpose of using it for yourself but for distributing it to others say Geher and Ishtem they don't belong to you nor to money they belong to the poor person they were given to you in trust for the poor person you're supposed to pass it on to him or to Hektish certain amount of it is supposed to go to the Beis Amigdash and so on similar things and the reason that you were given assets which belong why were you entrusted with something that should go to the poor person why wasn't it given to the poor person because you are required to get, do the mitzvah of tzedakah so you were entrusted with a certain amount which is supposed to go to tzedakah that's one part of your assets but then there is also the amount of money that was given to you so that you can support your family and yourself and so on and that's meant to be spent on your family and that's why you're not allowed to spend more than 20% of your assets for the poor because the other four-fifths of your holdings they were given to you to use for your needs this part Hashem gave you to use for your sustain yourself and sustain your family and just like you shouldn't be keeping the amount that you're supposed to be giving to the poor you shouldn't be giving to the poor the amount that you're supposed to be spending on yourself. There should be no mixing together of the part that's meant to go to the poor and the part that's meant to go for your own family. Now, so based on this explanation, we now understand, we can now understand the order in which the Rambam may, wrote his halachas. Freer first in Letzten Pedic from in the last chapter of the laws of Erech and Charamim from the previous book he tells us that on the 15th of Adar the, the Bezin turned their attention to the needs of the community and for Hektish and so on but thus is that here he's describing that the Bezin paid attention that we shouldn't mix together from one year to the other. In other words, that there shouldn't be Kilayim, a mixture in time, in Shana, in time. What belongs to one year should be used in that year. What belongs to the next year should be used from the next year's resources. The Bavarans does only Zayin, can Irva Kaiches, but Menhat. To make sure the Bezin was making sure that they shouldn't be a mixture of the the resources that were giving for the given for the needs of the community from one year to the other. The Noach is a Messiah the Peirig. The Noach and then he concludes that chapter. Then he expresses the same idea as it pertains as it applies to an individual person. In the meaning from Erech and Becharamim, in the uh, laws of, uh, you know, a person's, a personal, a person's individual contributions to Hektish or to Cheirem, Nish some others and the Gelf was Gehetzem midem was Darf Avegem, that a person should, he concludes the halachas as we said that a person shouldn't give more than twenty percent because he's telling you make sure that you don't mix together that which belongs to you and that which is meant for the poor people but don't ma- also make sure that you don't take that which belongs to you and give it to the poor people or that which belongs to the poor people and take it for yourself the money that's supposed to go to the poor people is not even yours it was given you only as a tr- and trust for the poor so then when he, gone, he when he finished talking about this idea of not mixing together as it pertains in the spiritual realm as you know the resources of the community from one year to the other and, and a person's resources of what is spiritually speaking belongs to him and to the poor people and then he goes on to talk about how these things pertain to the world 
worldly matters, planting, animals, and so on. The Bai Kemenava Kumalide Toz, but a person could arrive at a mistaken idea. Ketoz Tunus Rufus Arosha, like the mistake that Tunus Rufus was the Roman, uh, whatever, uh, guy in charge in Eretz at the time, the evil Tunus Rufus. As Vibald, he said, as Vibald, that since Hashem gave you money, and the other person he made into a poor person. You he gave a lot of money. That person he made poor. said, Hashem wanted him to be poor. What are you giving him money for? You're upsetting the vast eternal plan that Hashem put into the world. So a person could think that way too. So you might come to think that everything should be treated that way. Whatever Hashem gave me, I shouldn't give to somebody else. Kilayim, you don't want to mix together two people's uh, assets. Is the Rambam gleich noch hilches kilayim mamshir hilches matnes aniim? So therefore, right after kilayim, in which he talks about not mixing together two different, you know, in many different ways, how in the world everything is meant to remain in its proper grouping. He immediately follows up with Matnasanim, the gifts to the poor. The chayv to give him the money, that there is a, an obligation that you have to give money to a poor person. That which, the part of your assets, which is only in trust to you, but it's there for him. To make sure that you don't get the idea that there should be no mixing together at all. Because some parts of it were directed for them. We know how much, up to 20%. So now we understand the order of the Rambam from the end of Hilchas Erechim Haramim through Hilchas Kalayim and into Matnasaniyim. That's why he reversed the order of how it appears in the Pasuk. That's the logic of how he structures the order of the Halachas. Yud, the mitvet menoich fashtein, the tamashinit zishinim seder akosu mishnah. Now we can understand also why it is that the Pasuk and the Mishnah put it in one order, not the order of the Rambam. First it starts with Peya and the Pasuk, and in the Mishnah, and then it goes to Kilayim. When they say that a Rambam, and the Rambam changes it, first Kilayim, and then only the gifts of the poor, which contains or starts with Peya. The reason is in the matnas aniim is mudgish v'bloiz a chelik dafmen geben so ani on the roiv bleib from balabayis. Matnas the gifts of the poor emphasizes that only a small part of what you are given by Hashem is meant to be given to the poor. The rest you're supposed to use for yourself. Peya b'seif sadeu. For instance, the the laws of peya means that the edge of your field, the corner of your field, a small part of your field, leket. The, uh, that if something falls out of the, you know, a stalk falls out, you should leave it to the poor. Don't go back and gather it. If more than two stalks fall, then it's not considered to be leket. If uh, three stalks fall out of the end, then you are permitted to pick it up. Okay, and the same is true for all the gifts to the poor, that it's only a, f- a part of what you have is meant as the gifts of the poor, not everything that you have. That comes to emphasize that you're not supposed to, there's not supposed to be a crossover from what belongs to you, what belongs to the poor person. You're not supposed to mix together, cross over what belongs to the owner and what belongs to the poor. On the phone, vet nishtal. So there is a kilayim begashmi's canal, which then leads to the laws of kilayim as they play out in species. That's why the pasuk first brings up First brings up the laws of peya, the gifts to the poor. On ezd noch satcha loisizikilayim, and only then does he go on to the field not being planted together because it starts with the spiritual understanding of not mixing together the uh, property of the person with the property of the poor man and then goes on to evolve into the reality of the world that species should also not be mixed together. And the same with the Mishnah. 
but when the Rambam talks about it, Vuder Inyan in Matnasanim has Matanish Geben, Kala Shaloi. This idea that you're not allowed to give to the poor everything that belongs to you, you have to give only a part of it. From Velchezvet Nishtalshul the Isakilayim, and from which evolves the laws of Kilayim Station in the Stavilchos Erech and Lecharamim. This idea he already brought out at the end of Velchos Erech and Lecharamim. That's been said already. That you're not supposed to give all your money to the poor. That was at the end of Hilchas Erech That's why the next step from what he concludes Hilchas Erech is the laws of Kilayim. It evolves into what happens in the world. Only then does he go on to the laws of the gifts to the poor. Where over there the emphasis is as the word, the name of the halachas emphasizes, in the laws of Matnasaniyim, he's not trying to, uh, to emphasize what you're not supposed to give to the poor, which is what he said at the end of Hilchas Erech make sure that you keep what you need for yourself rather than giving it to the poor. And the laws of Matnasaniyim is going to tell you what you should be giving to the poor. Those was mis mechuyev given some money over there, and the chelchos matnasanim he tells you what you are obligated to give to the poor. The other rabbi bezhirus, and to make sure that you give it to them properly. Yoyisim mekol mitzvahs that this is even more important than all other mitzvahs. When the the dochdem dafke is kisi yisrael miskayne v'damas emesay medes. Only through this is the is the foundation of the yidden founded strongly Vedasa Medes and the, the uh, true law, the true faith becomes strong and firm and upright and will last forever.